Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting Local podcast. I'm Kai Saunders and today we're chatting to Dave from Madlug. Now, if you don't know, Madlug is luggage that makes a difference. So with every bag purchased, a pack-away travel bag is given to a child in care and they have given over 50,000. We spoke about how Madlug started and what it does and also how it's so important to raise awareness of the kids in care and also Madlog's massive plans for the future. Now, please do go over to our social media so we have everything linked down below so you can check out this podcast at Supporting Local Podcast and also Madlog's as well and have a little look at what they do and their gorgeous bags. And let's go chat to Dave. Yeah, so um, Dave Linton, I am married to uh, my wife and I have two incredible daughters. And before Madlog, I spent 22 years as a youth worker. So I really believe in young people and love young people. Yeah. So what gave you the idea to start it off? Obviously, you've worked with young people for 22 years, which is crazy. So was it just getting an inside look and seeing what normal kind of everyday people don't see? Or how did you realize the need for them? Well, my wife and I are adoptive parents. Oh, fantastic. But we also have experience in being foster carers. Mm-hmm. We were foster carers for a number of years until the young person we had had come to an age where they were no longer officially foster yeah. foster children. So we had had a little break after that and it was in the kind of exploring to go back into do some more foster. And we had moved into okay. a different location in Northern Ireland and had to go back to a different trust. So um, it was in that time then we were going through the training course and a week four they showed a video of a young girl and she made the statement, whenever we move, the local authorities or the local trusts don't give us suitcases. Sometimes foster carers loan us a suitcase, but quite often our belongings are moved in black plastic bin bags and lose their dignity. And to be honest, I heard nothing else for the rest of that evening. And I left with this real passion that I'm going to fix that. Yeah. And I thought simply going back to my young people in the youth centre that I I led, I would collect all their old school bags, you know, the ones that are perfectly good, just not on trend. Yeah. And I would give them to the local trust or those two, but started to realise that it was a big problem than just the local area that I lived in. No, absolutely. So if anyone who's listening doesn't know, tell me or tell them a little bit about what Madlog does. I have a few of your bags and I love them. So as you say, you know, foster kids, they just move their stuff about in bin bags, which is horrible. So what did you do? What was kind of the first steps in setting it up? As I say, there, there are 40,000 children enter the UK care system every year, one moving every 15 minutes. So that's huge. Yeah. When I started to hear those kind of numbers, what it led me to do was I needed a bigger solution. (laughs) And so the solution was, do I set up a charity and do lots of running marathons and climbing mountains and jumping out of airplanes? And and I'm not that kind of person. (laughs) I love my coffee and my cake. Yeah. And, um, And fundraising was never my strong area when I was a youth worker. So doing something long term to fix a a big needy problem doing that was never something that attracted me Mm -hmm. and I'd come across this business called Tom's Shoes a number of years ago where the guy had started a company because he saw kids in in development world needed shoes and he thought well if I could create a pair of shoes sell them with every pair to a child who needed a pair and I thought right that's class could I do that with bags, bag for bag? Yeah. And I just started journaling it. And as a result, came up with this crazy idea of Madlug, a bag company that stands for Make a Difference Luggage, with the idea that we sell a bag, we could give a bag for free to an incredible child in care. Amazing. 
I think it's it's absolutely fantastic. As you said, there's a few businesses that do similar things, like Tom's Shoes. Do you know they kind of buy one, give one? But I've never seen one anywhere. Do you know kind of relating to kids in care? Do you know, as you say, like there's thousands upon thousands every year, which is heartbreaking. I think if you don't know anybody in care or anyone adopted or fostered, you almost don't think of it. You know, you could just see it in a TV show and you forget that so many people go through it every day. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, what we would say with Madlog is that we started with this few to provide bags for children because mm-hmm. been no child should carry life in a bin bag. Yeah. But the reality is that most of society don't know anything about children in care. Yeah. And the reality is that if you leave a train station anywhere in the UK, you'll see somebody homeless. So you at least have some sort of educational knowledge of a part of homelessness, Mm -hmm. maybe not the whole thing. Yeah. But you still have a, an education on that. Or you turn on the news, you have the crime and the, the prisoners and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to children in care, most of them are under 18. Most of them are under child protection. And it's only professionals or foster carers yeah. will know anything about them. So one of the beauties, it's kind of organically grown through this idea of a bag company, is we're getting to talk about an unseen issue to society and raising awareness of how incredible these young people are. You know, the fact that they breathe, yeah, they have huge value, worth, and deserve to be treated with dignity. You know, they're not defined by where they're from or who they're from or who's let them down. You know, adults let children down yeah. not children letting adults down so mad look is this brilliant opportunity to go we see you we know you we love you and we're empowering our customers by wearing our bags to say this to young people without even speaking yeah no it's fantastic and there's been times where i've been out and about and spotted a mad look bag and you're properly like oh, it's you know someone knows someone has it and whether you're on a plane or you could be on holiday somewhere and I'm like, I like this random stranger so much more <laughs> because I know where their bags are and what it means. Do you know, it's not just a normal backpack. There's so much Absolutely. meaning behind it and so much good behind it. Absolutely. So obviously you have now expanded into different bags. So what was it kind of like? Obviously you started with a classic backpack and you have a load of different bags now. So what was the kind of process in expanding out? In the early research, I had no background in, in retail and bags or mm-hmm. manufacturing. Once I decided I was going to do it, I took a real interest. So the, the classic bag that, that, that we're kind of known for, yeah. our model was let's use classic design. So we don't have to be innovative around the design of our bags yeah. and get really innovative in telling story. That was kind of our strategy. It's been our strategy. So we don't try and get too fancy or too complicated mm-hmm. with our bags. We've also really committed from day one that we've got to do business really right. So that means that we can sell a bag to a customer once on a story to go, that's helping a child in care. But if the bag isn't good enough or nice enough, we'll not sustain the impact that we want to see throughout those 90,000 children who are in care and every year being able to give them. And it's a global problem. So there's a lot to do. That has grown to a place where you're consistently having to look at your product offer, looking at how do you do business right? Are you given enough color offer? Are you staying on trend? At the minute, roll tops are extremely popular, you know, and all the bag brands. So that's kind of how we've got to it. And we're just kind of adding regularly. The hard part is what do we lose? because you can keep building and building yeah too many skews that isn't a good thing for business you know? <laughs> yes because I know you've expanded like you have your classic backpacks and then your duffel bags you've got like your shoulder bags and different like travel luggage but you've also expanded to like water bottles and different things was that again just to raise awareness or do you kind of do 
say if somebody buys a water bottle, do you then donate a bag or water bottle or is it just to kind of to help the charity and to help the business? Yeah, a bit of a bit of all of that. So okay. on the journey, you know, you kind of have an idea, you think it works, and then you think, oh, well, if we do this and that, and we bring in all these products. Yeah. I think that where we are now is we're a bag company. Yeah. So that has really focused us into bags rather than kind of a lot of apparel. And yeah, which is what else you yes. can bring out. Yeah, we we can do that. And we will have at times t-shirts and hoodies and things like that, but they're not our core business. So yeah. we don't profile them. We're a bag company uh, dealing. How we help through that product is that obviously for us to give a bag, we need to have the bag nearly included in the cost yeah. to do that. Sometimes things like water bottles, you can't put that cost into yeah. water bottle. or you can put it in but then the product isn't at the value you know yeah to get, to get the higher values and those things you've got to really go into innovation and step it up in that area what we have done and this has been part of the strength of what we have what we've been able to develop is we have created a registered charity called madlog foundation okay that does all the giving of our bags now so we're a locked asset social enterprise so we could run and do all the social stuff through that in its own right Mm -hmm. But we have an ambition to really grow the commercials, to have greater impact. And to grow the commercials, you really need to focus down on growing the the commercial side. Mm -hmm. And to hold that commercials to account and also to maximize the impact of that, we created this separate board, separate organization called Madlog Foundation with a charity registration. And we do all our giving through that. Fantastic. So what happens is the stuff that we don't give a bag directly, the profits of that go at the end of the year into the Mad Love Foundation. Amazing. So any profit that's in the business, we then move move across. Unless we need the profit to add team and staff and yeah. that sort of thing. But um, surplus profit goes into the Mad Love Foundation, of which that's what we're building at the minute. Fantastic. What would an average day look like for you then? Because I know you're very busy. <laughs> We're kind of probably running both of them, I'm sure. And I'm sure you've just got a lot going on. So what would an average day at Mad Lug be? I mean, it's it's different for each of the team. We're, we're still a very small team. Mm-hmm. And we do some part production here, particularly with co-branding for corporates. So one of the corporates that we have been working with for the last year, a couple of orders through, has been Shopify, which is a Fantastic. big global company yeah. in Canada. So there's an order just about to go to them now. We'd be working on things like that and it would involve, you know, taking the orders, making sure the customer's getting the orders, making sure production is right, answering emails, inquiries, being intentional about sales. So it's so varied, going to meetings. I think because we're so small, every day is very different. Yeah, you do a bit of everything every day. Bit of everything. At the minute, that's what we're, we're kind of, you know, <laughs> jack of all trades in the team. No, I love that. Where I work at the minute, it's like a wedding venue, but we're a very small team. So each day you could be doing something completely different. And I think it's the best way to be, you know, it keeps everything interesting and it's fun. Do you know, you don't really feel like you're at work. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's days I feel I'm at work and then there's days where I feel that <laughs> I'm. <laughs> it really it really depends but um yeah we're at that stage where it still feels we're beyond the startup stage but we still feel startup yeah as you kind of mentioned you do big corporate things like with shopify do you ever do any or have you ever thought about doing any collaborations whether it's with another business or like an artist or something to get like a limited edition print on the bags um, yeah, we've looked at that a couple of times. We have a few ideas around that, to be honest. Um, not necessarily with bags, maybe with some t-shirts and things like that. Yeah. The care community, those who have care experience, 
are extremely creative across mm-hmm. the UK. So what we found, we sell 80% of our bags go into mainland UK. Fantastic, so yeah. there's probably a greater awareness even in mainland UK on Mad Love than there is in Northern Ireland, to be honest. Mad. And the care family are extremely creative. And we, we're just always thinking through, is there ways of incorporating that into what we do? And is there ways where we can commission some stuff and get them to and pay them properly yeah. for that commission piece? So we're still very early in that. But, you know, again, every time we think about it, we're still a bag company. Yeah. So that sometimes takes priority all the time, you know. It'd be very cool. No, I'm not really sure how you could do it. But, you know, if you almost got a lot of kids in care, whether they've received one of your bags or not yet, and it's say if they all did like a little doodle or something and you put it all together, so then you could buy a bag that's literally done in a way by the kids and you're benefiting the kids by buying it, if that makes sense. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that will get a bit of my um, thinking just as going later on. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, if you do it, I will be the first to buy it because I think, do you know, little things like that. And then, although, do you know, your bags are gorgeous, like I have a few. But if it was, say, for example, like kids doodles, you can almost see who you're benefiting rather than oh do you know it's kids in care but as you've said you know if you don't know anybody like you can't relate to it and a lot of times if you can't relate to it you almost you don't think about it like it doesn't seem real in a way so I just think it'd be quite cool (laughs) yeah absolutely it's the first podcast I've come on with uh, taking away a creative idea like that that's brilliant (laughs) I'm glad to be the first It's funny, there's a lot of times, as Vihanna said, you know, if you don't know anybody in care, like I know a few people that have been adopted, but that's only the last couple of years. Like I'm mid-twenties now. And whenever I first met someone, oh, it's it's not really a big deal that you were adopted. I was like, you don't know anyone, you don't hear. And I think the only real knowledge I have of anyone in care is through TV shows. And one, this is so bad, is a kid show, Tracy Baker. <laughs> yeah. Um, that you know that's in a way like my only concept of kids in care and obviously it's a tv show which is probably like 20 years old so not at all accurate but you know following um mad luck and seeing the different work you do and it it really opens your eyes well i mean that's you've you've hit the nail on the head because (laughs) that's the reality in the sense of most of society don't know as i said before they have no idea and they're, they come with a preconceived idea. It's either shaped by Tracy Beaker, yeah. <laughs> um, which is a TV show, or it's through somebody talking about a bad experience. Yeah. So uh, some a friend of a friend of a friend. And, and so our view is that we're starting to work a bit with um, charities in England around campaigning and things like that. And they're all in the system. Madlug intentionally stays out of the system. Okay. Because we want to be a voice outside the system that's not being, you know, if people bought the bags off us or the children, the local authorities, we would be the local authorities customer. Mm-hmm. You know, they are they would be our customer. So we have a totally different relationship with them. What we're trying to do is well, by us giving them for free, by us not getting, we don't sit at tables sitting around discussing <laughs> better employment, better this with the local authorities. We give them bags and say, you should be treating your young people with value, worth, and yeah. dignity. But we're we're up for partnering with. But the beauty of Madlug is we get to change that narrative mm-hmm. to society, to people like yourself and others who know very little. We get yeah. to, to, to talk about it. We've even had 
children sitting at their parents' table having dinner and them saying, when are we going to foster mom? Wow. Because because they're so inspired by the story of helping children in care and children in care needing homes that they put the pressure on their mom and dad. They've bought them a bad luck bag because they think it's a nice little idea. Yeah. And, and in fact, Gareth, who works with me, we were at a, an event in Brighton. We were selling bags, 26,000 people at it. Amazing. And there was a lady came around and she had this little pram. And she says, do you know, um, I've been following you at Bad Luck um, since it started. I've been, been a customer. I love what you do. And do you know what? You have inspired me and my husband to foster and this is our first foster and that's the kind of stuff that you know we, we're not set out to, to recruit foster yeah kids. <laughs> tell kids that they're amazing and give them bags but as we raise awareness in society things change and, yeah. and politicians will make better decisions because of mad Lug, because they're aware you know that's what we we dream and with the mad Lug foundation so the money we make on the bottles the money we do that our dream is to have huge campaigns where instead of the typical charity thing where, you know, fund us three pounds and, and help and it's a picture, yeah. we're, we're not going to ask for anything. What we want to have is big billboards across cities around the UK going, if you are in care, we see you, we know you, we love you. As you go down tube stations in London, yeah. with those posters, yeah. we dream of a whole wall of those. <laughs> As you're standing waiting those big advertisements, well, where else do you get the funds to do that? Through surplus profit that we can make in Madlug, yeah. as well as giving, giving bags to kids. And to give bags to kids, we have currently got 66,000 bags funded. And Amazing. we've given 51,000 or 52,000 of those two children already. Amazing. And the rest are in production. That's worth nearly £660,000 of monetary value into a care system. Fantastic. And that's with £500 starting this with no investment to date. That's the social impact as well as the charity being able to look at this kind of creative way of saying, you know, we see you, we know you, we love you. Like, could you imagine if you were a child, young person, feeling yeah. lost in a care system? Feeling like nobody really knows apart from this professional world and that perception. And you walked into your city and you saw this massive billboard in every corner saying we know you we love you we see you it'd be amazing yeah so that's the that's the dream because in a way it kind of relates obviously there's a big thing at the minute with the film and tv and kind of including a bigger diversity of people and just awareness of things and there's a show I watch oh what is it called I think it's called 911 and basically some of the characters fostered a child and the child went back to the mother it was a lovely scene it was heartbreaking but little things like that you're like I've never seen that before on TV and because you don't see it in TV you know if you don't know anyone you don't think of it so it's the wee little things and like you say about the billboards like it's what you see it's what you then get used to and like you know kids growing up now like the norm for them is completely different to say when I was growing up or when you were growing up I think it's really good to try and change it and be like yeah politicians and all like do better and show people (laughs) that you actually care about them and yeah, the fact that you're absolutely. doing so much and have these big plans is incredible. You don't know or it's not on the radar, then you don't, you know, like you, if you think about it in a school today, there's probably been a young person has arrived in a taxi, having been dropped off with no connection to the, the people in the school. They've yeah. just been a new kid halfway through term and nobody knows who they are, where they're from. 
that's maybe their experience in of care and trauma and challenge. And then they go and sit and wait for a taxi to collect them or another foster carer that hasn't been. What we're trying to really do is, through a simple school bag, is tell a story of these children. Yeah. How incredible they are. I get really excited about this because I've had the privilege of attending things run by young people in care and getting to meet and I haven't met one young person I haven't enjoyed spending time with. Yeah. I've sat with young people in Manchester at the National Care Leavers um, Movement Conference. 20 young people sitting down over dinner. And it was just like, I could have spent nights. <laughs> I could have spent a holiday with these guys. because and, and so it's so different from the perception that society yeah. has. And the perception they have themselves of themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're getting the opportunity to tell them that they're brilliant and get an opportunity to, to increase awareness of that to a greater society. No, absolutely. So obviously you've said about your hopeful big plans for these big billboards. Have you anything else either coming soon in the future or just big plans, do you know, in the next few years that you would love to achieve? I think our plans is that there's a real tension with a visionary like like myself is we don't go wild mm-hmm. in the That's sense that away. We, we build really strong. Yeah. And I think for six years running, the first three years, our vision was to hit 5,000 bags. So the fact that we're 66,000 bags funded Incredible. has been madness. And to keep going through COVID was a huge thing. We didn't furlough staff. We thought, let's be courageous. Let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And we grew through that year and, and grew the grew the impact through that. And some of our biggest customers, like IKEA, was a customer in that year. Fantastic. Um, 13,000 bags they give every member of their staff across the whole of the UK and Ireland a Mad Look bag for Christmas. Amazing. Because they believe in children and care and they yeah. wanted to tell the story. So we're doing that. And the risk is that you can go like big, big plans. We're kind of working out how do we remain strong and the tension that you have in a social business, and I and this tension's there for every social entrepreneur, is you get caught in a business and you grow the business at a pace that you can't deliver on the giving. Mm-hmm. So it becomes just a nice idea and it becomes a problem because you end up struggling to do the social impact that you've set up to do. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that we grow the sales at a capacity of what we can do in the giving. Mm-hmm. And for me, that that's where, where we want to go. That's that's the exciting part. I, think, <laughs> I love that. Well, just to finish up then, Dave, what would be your favorite local business then? Oh, you're going to get me <laughs> in trouble because uh, there's so many great businesses. I, I always say when I'm in England that Northern Ireland has more ideas and vision and innovation than anywhere else in the UK. <laughs> The, the challenge we have is just getting the investment needed to go this scale. Mm-hmm. And also the other challenge is we don't believe in ourselves enough to yeah, get it to the next level. We're very so guilty. We, <laughs> we kind of get to a place and then we feel like, oh, this is too much about me. And we plateau them mm-hmm. and um, and they never get that. I have a business that I really respect and they've been on your show and that's the Lines and Current. Yes. I'm not really involved there and know them that well, but yeah. I just respect just how they do their, they've built it and watching it grow. And that's a, some, something that I don't use or don't have, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a customer but I, I just respect that. Another company I really respect is a chocolate brand called Refuge Chocolate. Yes, I've spoken to Tara as well. Enterprise. And just watching them grow as well. Yeah. It's been phenomenal, you know, from a little trade stand to distribution and, and proper size. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. I know Tara only started Refuge to kind of fundraise. It's insane. And then obviously Rebecca over at Lions and Current is fantastic. It's amazing to see like what starts a small Northern Irish businesses, especially like run by women. And then they just boom and they're incredible. I love that you're saying you're such a fan of Lions and Current and you're not a customer. You just kind of admire from afar. It's it's so sweet to see. Yeah, I think the thing for me that really stands out with them is they are driven. They've got great product. Mm-hmm. They're great at the marketing. So they do business really well. They are committed to helping. Yeah. They're not getting on a social enterprise bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that think, oh, this will make it. They're doing business really well and, and giving 10% of their profits yeah. to children in, in need. And that's what I really like. They're not trying to, to grow their business on social story even though we're a social story and that's the whole heart of madlog if that wasn't there madlog wouldn't exist because we're a communication vehicle in some ways but they're not they're a jewelry company yeah with great sunglasses (laughs) and using their profits and um doing that well and also doing the other thing so yeah i'm a a big fan of them even though i i've talked to them a few times and that's about it no i love that well dave thanks so much for coming on my podcast i know we've been trying to chat for well, it feels like forever, so I'm so glad we've finally been able to have a chat. It's great to be on with you, yeah. Isn't it, Dave? So nice. I honestly cannot wait to see if he does the little doodle bag. I'm so excited to see it. Please go over to Madlog's website, their Instagram, give them a follow, check their bags out. I highly recommend them, especially with all the goodness that goes along with it buying a bag. And please go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, and you can leave us a little review or a rating. Let me know what you think of the podcast and also let me know who you want me to chat to next and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.